Louise McSharry on 2FM. Now, though, it is time for us to talk about a topic that doesn't come up very often on this show. I am not exactly an expert in comics or indeed the Marvel Universe. But when I heard that the, the uh, new Captain America, as in the new character that is Captain America, is gay, I wanted to talk a little bit more about LGBTQ plus representation in comics and what this means. I'm joined by James Dempsey, journalist and teacher. Hello, James. Good morning to you, Louise. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm great. How are you? Are you getting dressed every day, James? <laughs> well, I'm a teacher, so I have to, right? Well, <laughs> I, I suppose. So going into school, I do, yeah. <laughs> uh, although I have to admit my um, my now prolonged hair due to not having been able to get a haircut in a few months has certainly attracted a few comments from the students. I mean, look, what can you do? Yeah, exactly. What can you do? And how, how are you feeling being back at school? It's a mixed bag, you know, um, it's kind of funny, like uh, I would say at the beginning of, of this second round of lockdown, the online teaching was a much, much improved on the first time, yeah. but it's just not satisfactory, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> the whole pandemic is just not a very satisfactory time to no, be alive, No, I think right? that's, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm happy to be back and uh, like facing into the oral exams over the Easter holidays will be a fresh new challenge, but uh, happy to be back and hopefully everything will return to normal sooner rather than later. Good. Well, let's talk about uh, Captain America, because this is something that I don't know much about, but you know definitely a lot more than me about comics and graphic novels. (laughs) So how significant is it? So this is, well, this is introducing a new run of Captain America. And uh, while we are getting a, a, a gay Captain America, it's not really the Captain America, right? It's just going to be a, a side character that's introduced in this new run when Steve Rogers goes around the US uh, looking for his missing shield. And the first one he encounters is going to be this guy, Aaron Fisher, who is a gay teenager uh, who is known as the Captain America of the railways. Okay. And really... The significance of it is actually kind of down to the fact that um, there, you know, Captain America is considered the all-American hero, right? Uh, he is a staunch ally. In fact, uh, even before, uh, you know, sort of in the 1970s or 1980s, rather, they slipped a story in when, uh, when well, gay characters were completely and utterly subversive and thought of that way by Marvel and the Comics Code. Uh, a former friend, a childhood friend of Captain America came to him looking for a bit of help when his roommate had gone missing. And in this same comic, this uh, friend is captured by a supervillain and forced to dress up in effeminate clothing and make uh, statements about how, how unnatural his love is. And at the end of this, at the end of the run, uh, Captain America tells him, no, your love is, your love is real and so, so oh. on and so forth. So Captain America is like an ally right yeah but the important part here as i love said, that, is that for captain america <laughs> exactly right <laughs> now i mean he's not always an ally like look this is a character that's 80 years old yeah <laughs> like, uh, he's he's definitely said a few things and done a few things that are questionable by uh, modern standards over that time sure who amongst all? us hasn't yeah. right but um on the whole um uh, the importance here, right, is that Captain America is this all-American hero. And particularly, I guess, since the, you know, in the last 10 years, the the Marvel movies, which are like a separate thing from the comics, right? Yeah. And I don't want to, you know, any real diehard comic fan out there, I want to acknowledge they're different things. Yeah. But that, you know, you know, the Chris Evans performance, particularly of Captain America, has really sort of uh, brought that character to the forefront of pop 
popular culture. And this is an extremely well-known all-American hero. So to have, you know, queer artists writing, queer artists writing, designing, coloring this character and bringing him face to face with a gay version of himself. I mean, not version, but like, you know, spin off of himself has significance in terms of representation. Um, Tell me a little bit more about the, uh, you said, you know, there's queer artists developing these characters. Tell me a little bit more about that. So this time around, um, well, the artist that has created this is is a trans woman. All right. Uh, She's uh, she's Mexican. Her name is uh, Jan Bazaldua. My Spanish is a little bit mixed. Bazaldua, I think. Yeah. And uh, she said so when she was drawing him, she thought, you know, Captain America fights super powerful beings and saves the world almost always. But this she wanted to create this character, Aaron Fisher, who would just sort of walk alone on the street uh, and and help the people of his community, you know, face everyday prejudice and 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 fight back against that. Hmm. And historically, how have kind of comics, the the traditional comics, your Marvel comics or your DC comics, how have they done in terms of representation and diversity? You know, in with in terms of LGBTQ plus people, but maybe also in terms of race and gender. So it's a mixed bag, right? Uh, Basically, there's this thing called the Comics Code, which ran sort of from the 1950s right up until I think maybe 1990, which essentially thought of all these ways in which comics were polluting young minds and one of them being representations of sexuality. So Mm -hmm. basically homosexuality or any queerness, we'll say, was outright banned for about 50 years. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that gay characters didn't exist in in these comic books, but they were sort of slipped in uh, and, and it was inference rather than direct representation Mm. and marvel introduced its first one only in 1979 so this uh superhero named north star but he even though the creator said he was you know created as a gay superhero he didn't acknowledge it he didn't say the words i am gay until 1992 Mm. and he didn't even get his first kiss until 2011 right the poor poor guy (laughs) right now while that was happening uh, there's also like these are the mainstream comics right yeah. there's also underground comics I mean I, I you may be familiar with the Bechtel test Alison Bechtel yes. of you know representation of women she wrote this very very uh, famous comic long-running series called Dykes to Watch Out For which is uh, well pretty overtly about lesbianism yeah. <laughs> and then um, even, I'm not sure if you know Doonesbury which is like yeah. a, a long-running comic strip yeah like, you be in um, in the newspaper in America exactly yeah so like a, a real classic newspaper three panel strip so you know they introduced a gay character called uh, um, Andy Lippincott I think in maybe 1979 and then in 1989 he contracted HIV and he died of AIDS in 1990 within the strip and and that series was actually nominated for a Pulitzer Prize it didn't win it for that but in the end I think you know that that strip ran in 900 newspapers in the US um, and three refused to run the story because they thought it was sort of obscene but mm. three out of 900 actually doesn't seem no. awful, that, that bad to me to be honest with you uh for the for the time yeah. so really uh the representation of of gay characters lgbt characters has has always been there but it's just been a lot more 
subversive and and less overt than you know than the mainstream. And I suppose that kind of makes sense because if you look at the stereotype of people who are into comic books, you know, comic book nerd is literally a character in The Simpsons. Like <laughs> you know, they they aren't usually painted in a particularly um, kind of populist light. Um, so I guess it makes sense that maybe underrepresented people would feature in the work of people who love comics, and um, because they themselves maybe feel a little bit underrepresented or under acknowledged. True. And then there's this all then there's also kind of this idea that uh, there's a bit of kind of heteronormative whitewashing of characters when they are gay, right? Mm-hmm. As in that if Marvel now introduces a gay character, uh, how queer is this character going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so a, a, a really prime example of this is um, a couple of years ago, uh, one of the X-Men, Bobby Drake, he's Iceman. He's like one of the original X-Men. He's Omega level mutant. He like is top of the heap, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they reintroduced a new series of X-Men and Jean Grey, who uh, people might be familiar with, uh, read his mind and outed him to all of his characters and basically rewrote the history of this character 50 years in existence. I mean, ethically not cool, Jean Grey. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she's also, she's had her moments as well, right? (laughs) But but yes, it sparked this whole debate about how right was it for her to out him? And it the idea they they said they actually did this deliberately to to have this idea to have this conversation about how is it you know ethically to to right. out somebody one of your friends, and then later on, in fairness to them, they they walked the walk. A couple of issues later, the entire ep- the the entire comic book was literally about his friends, um, you know, dragging him to a gay club to meet a gay guy and have his <laughs> like have a gay kiss, and they they walked like it, you know it wasn't just lip service gay right. Yeah. They actually had him go out and be gay which is kind of the important thing here because the problem is other representations are they're gay but like what are they doing beyond saying i'm gay gay. yeah (laughs) like it's just a character wearing a t-shirt that says i'm gay yeah (laughs) um before i let you go i mentioned earlier that irish uh people there's a lot of irish talent in the world of comics isn't there there are plenty, yeah. I mean, I, I think the the sort of immediate one to call to mind would be Garth Ennis, who's a Belfast man. He wrote The Boys, and or he created The Boys and Preacher, which have both been adapted into very, very mm. successful um, TV shows, uh, both of which I think are on yeah. uh, Amazon Prime. Even here. I've heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> then there's, uh, like, very, I mean, there's loads of people that I can mention here. Stephen Byrne, Keen, Tormey, Will, Sliney, Declan Chalvey. There's Dublin's Rogue comic Imprints, which is an entire series, you know, the uh, printers. And I would even, uh, particularly of relevance to this kind of interview, is Trina Farrell, who is a colorist. And uh, she recently worked on Lords of Empire, which mm. it, she, which she described, uh, and I quote, as very, very gay, okay. uh, in which uh, which is about Hulkling and Wiccan, which are these two teenage male characters who are uh, considered actually to be like perhaps the most at the moment prolifically romantic couples in the Marvel universe. Oh, I love it. I've so enjoyed hearing about this. Thank you so much, James Dempsey, journalist and teacher. Good luck in school. Good luck with getting dressed and good luck with your hair. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Or IP all of our hairstyles. (laughs) Thank you so much, James. Have a great day. Louise McSherry on 2FM.